Bean, how's it going? Good, mate. Good, good. So training for hunting. Yep. Yep. Uh, quite a complex um, uh, topic, really, because, you know, just a bit of background on myself. Like, I've played professional rugby in New Zealand for 20 years, so training for me was a job, you know, 300 days of the year, and hunting was sort of what I grew up doing. And to be honest with you, the only crossover I reckon that I got was like base fitness from the two. So one, you know, rugby, you're running 7Ks a day, lifting weights, uh, obviously training rugby stuff. And, and when I went hunting, I would still battle with lugging a pack up a hill and and you know getting over logs and the steep terrain you know like your calves would blow it so I, I what I'm trying to say here is if you train the wrong way for hunting mm. it's basically uh can be counterproductive you know like a good base fitness is obviously essential because you need mm. that for most things but what I've found and just to touch on that so 20 years pro ball, pro footy, and I've obviously hunted since I was bloody about eight. The best neck I was ever in was 2020, for hunting was 2020. Um, so I had a big guiding season, you know, when we got locked down for, uh, what was it, the old COVID. I had a big guiding season coming up. And I sort of knew that we were going to get opened up and we were going to, and we had all these Kiwis booked and um, I thought, should we all go? So I trained, I literally trained with a pack in the hills in Wellington because I was living in town and I trained hard out every day with this. I've got this pack with a 20 kilo plate you can put on the back, like a weights, a proper, yeah. And I just went up the hills and all through the hills in Wellington. I ended up, doing like a day with the pack and then a day running the hills. And mate, when I hit the ground, when we got, when we got released out of that lockdown, I went, I had a tar ballot block and I took two guys in there and I literally, you know, without blowing my own trumpet was a mountain machine. <laughs> and I noticeably could notice the difference from being rugby fitness all the time and going on, five or six hunt, you know, five or six week long hunts a year to proper hunting fitness. Um, I noticed the difference. So mm. it would have been your guarantee. You would have, I got a few interesting points on that. Um, mm. I bet I totally know what you mean about the different styles of fitness. And um, I've talked to you a bit about the style of training that you do for hunting. And it's a lot of strength training, uh, but then you also do a lot of fast, a, a lot of speed training too, right? You're always training for agility in that. Yeah. For is rugby, that, you mean? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Doing a lot of sprinting. And I remember talking to you about the way you weight train, that you're trying to move things quickly yeah. and keep that sort of power and speed involved as well. Um, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff around like the difference between fast twitch muscle fibers and slow and medium 
or just training for strength and speed versus uh oh what's the like stamina just that slow grind of just climbing a hill and just walking all day they're two very different things um so that can play a huge role i also think like you know obviously if you're training that whole time and and you've been doing rugby for 20 years so uh, you know the main part of your job or a huge part of your job is just training and staying fit you'd have a extraordinary base there too of of you know, structure and muscle and fitness and stuff. And then doing a, a few weeks or months or whatever you did of pack training, just that to adjust, you would have been, you know, versus someone starting from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've been finished professional footy for a couple of years now and I've done two guide seasons and no joke. Um, and it's probably not that out the gate, you know, when you think about it, farming, uh, you know, everyday farming has probably got me, uh, I still train for hunting, like I'll still do pack training and that. Um, you know, me and a mate, Hayden Sturgeon, actually still train, get together, do, do the odd bike ride and the odd bloody jaunt up the mountain here. But other than that, just general farming, and I think what it is is... Um, it's more functional fitness, farming, like you're lifting calves, you know, you do 25 calves, boom, 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 on the trailer, then off the trailer, and and this is just all in a day's thing, and um, I think farmers, and generally a lot of hunters, uh, you know, a lot of hunters are farmers, you know, being hill fit and functionally fit is probably where I would say, if, if you were starting out, I would say try and get some functional fitness. Because you know yourself, you know, when we're in the bush and you know, me and you have been hunting and that, and you, you're always climbing over a log and then under the next one, and it, it's quite hard movements when you've got a pack on if mm -hmm. you're not used to it. You can't really train that in a gym. Or, um, you know, you can actually, but mm. it's it's um, yeah, it's a different sort of fitness, the old hunting. Eh? And, I, and I know the Americans in that... Uh, you know, potentially listening that they they have a season of hunting and they train their ass off for the for the rest of the year for it, and that's great because, like I say, without a base base fitness, you're gonna really struggle to do the yeah. big tar ballot blocks. I mean, I, I think that's sort of where we're heading in it. Like, if you want to go for a week in the South Island or even in the North Island, you need a bloody good base fitness to to even to get through. And then if you want to take it to that next level and be, you know, trophy hunting, putting in big days, then you've actually got to put some time into it, I think. A hundred percent. And everyone's at a different starting point, right? Mm. Like yeah, uh, someone could be um, overweight, out of shape, works a sedentary job, never had a, never been a full-time farmer, never been a full-time rugby player in the past i've been a full-time hunter um and i went basically straight from being a kid growing up on a farm doing a lot of work and a lot of, i started hunting when i was seven i used to just spent half my childhood bloody walking mm. um, and then i went into my teens and then by my mid-20s i was hunting full-time right through to basically my mid-30s um lately and it's i'm having to think about it a lot now like i've just bloody 
been slowly winding up the dial the last um, few months, like more and more on the diet and fitness. Uh, <clears throat> and I actually, I actually like uh, trundled along on the base of my past fitness wise for a long time. Like even when I, after I stopped hunting full time, Mind you, I was pretty good with my diet and going to the gym and training and then hunting reasonably consistently. The last few years, I haven't been hunting as consistently and I've fallen off a little bit on my diet and my training. And then all of a sudden, I found myself in a bit of a deficit, you know, mm. and um, I hurt my knee. And and then, then I, so now I'm running an injury and it's kind of a pain in the ass. And, uh, and I think that's that could be potentially a lot of guys out there are having that. I mean, when you're young, you can you can hit the hill and just smash it, and you battle for a couple of days, and then you're right. You know, you blow yeah. the cobwebs out, as we always said, and two days in, you sort of find your feet and you're away again. But um, when you get past sort of 35, for me. Of, of re well, I noticed the difference, and and like I say, I was training for a living, so mm. I'd hate to think of, you know, when you get around that 35, 40, and you're trying to rely on just, you know, you're a hunter because you, you know, mo most guys listening would have been hunting since they were, you know, pups. So I, I disagree. I don't think so. I reckon the, there's heaps of people out there getting a lot of our listeners too. Yeah, haven't hunted since they were really young, mm. and thus they haven't done tons. And there's a lot of people, man. I think me and you are probably the exception. You're I was I was a full time hunter for ten years, and you're a full time professional athlete. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, um, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, well, let's so, so um. Let's give it a bit of a rundown then, I guess. Yeah, so on, um, we're going to do two podcasts on this. And the first one we're starting with, with diet, because, um, I mean, again, like, if, are we going to talk about the extremes or are we going to talk about, like, the average person or where probably a lot of people are at? But because um, you can't really out-train a bad diet, right? Hmm. Um, you probably can, like when I was full time living in the bush, possum trapping, just flat stick. I could damn near eat whatever I want. You could barely keep up because I was basically overtraining the whole time. I've heard you say it too, like when you were flat stick on the rugby training, like training flat out all day, and then um, playing rugby on the weekends and just flat out. Um, especially as you're younger, I bet you you could have put away some food and it would have been hard to keep up with it and put on weight. Yeah, exactly. I think mm -hmm. I'm on the other side of that now. I've actually lost 17 kilos since the 1st of June. And because um, we're obviously in the middle of carving, but you've lost 17, 17 kilos since the 1st of June. And that's just in three months. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> that's not. That's crazy, purpose. bro. Yeah, but I'm not on a diet. I'm yeah. just on, don't have time to eat. So it's like when I eat, and I'm lucky because my wife cooks me, you know, good tucker. But 
Jeez, the way has just I've got I've, I've had to buy pants and also I can't even wear my pants. Like they just I was it goes, in, yeah. And, yeah. So and that, that's a that's a really interesting point, right? Because um, and I've talked to like hunt full-time hunters about this, and I found this when I was trapping hard out and being really active. It was like in a lot of ways, um, when you're really physically active for whatever reason, sometimes you don't have you don't eat as much, and it's actually when you stop. And your metabolism changes and you get hungry the whole bloody time. So it's like one extreme, it's like the body has two modes. It's like it's either an output mode, and sometimes it's difficult to eat enough in that mode. Or if you're not doing much, you're hungry the whole time. It's really weird. But I guess, like, to try and stick on the subject here, um, like, I just feel like, like, diet for the average person, especially someone that, um, that isn't really fit, that really wants to work on their fitness for hunting, maybe lose a bit of weight and get into better shape. Diet's bloody so important, right? You can you can battle away um, and do a lot of work in the gym and not out train a bad diet. Like if you don't get your diet somewhat sorted, you're sort of up the creek without a paddle. <laughs> yep, exactly. I think that's a good place to start because You've got to look at your lifestyle too. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of hunters out there that have got, um, you know, office jobs or car jobs or or they're, they're sitting down and it's, you know, it's not there. They're not an act like chippies and that are always up and down ladders. So you've got to look at your job, I guess, and, and your lifestyle. And <clears throat> that will determine your diet. Um. And, and work it into your fitness regime, don't you? Because mm. it's a biggie. It's a biggie. Like farmers, I know, I know farmers. They they eat as much as you can when you can, and um, you'll be you'll be pretty much good as gold. I don't know many chubby farmers, but same with tradies and guys like that. But it's a lot easier. Well, you've just got less time, don't you? And then if you, I guess. You've also got to find the right diet for you because there's a lot of stuff out there. There's fasting, there's um, there's no carbs, there's um, keto, there's can cannibal, carnivore diet or whatever. Mm. They won't all work for you. No. So you've got to play around a bit, see what your body likes. And when you find that one, you'll know this, when you find your right diet, it'll you'll know. Because you'll just you'll bloody trim up and lean up and feel good, you know. You feel bloody good. You, you're <laughs> like, geez, I haven't eaten much today. I've only had a bit of porridge and a couple of blueberries, and I feel bloody good. I feel real energized, and that's when you know you're sort of on the right track. Just mm. for people, if they are trying them, if you feel you the yeah your body will tell you which is the best diet for you and you've just mm. got to find it yeah and you probably speak a bit more because you've got a couple of um you know issues with your um food and that eh? yeah well i can't eat gluten or dairy um i worked that out bloody a long time ago now and i've also on the diet front i've done it a couple of times in my life where i've got about 10 kgs overweight and then I've lost it and I've gone up and down a couple, two or three times. So 
Um, and it's something that yeah, I've I've done a lot of thinking on and worked on it and researched it and stuff. I watch a lot of YouTube stuff about it. There's a lot of awesome YouTube stuff now, which is actually like high level professional trainers and scientists and bloody, you know, things like the Huberman podcast and stuff like that. The guy's a bloody scientist and um, you know what I mean? It's not like some bro science channel. It's like legit dudes with um, good content on it. But I guess like a, so a couple of things diet wise, first real big kicker. And you know, this too, we've talked about this is sugar. Like mm. if you can ditch sugar, if, if that's yeah. probably one of the first biggest things to just yeah. start looking at what you're eating and cutting out yeah. sugar um, cut out the real obvious ones first. Like if you're smashing Cokes and um, fizzy drinks and um, Powerades and energy drinks are shockers for it. Yeah. You know, like Red Bulls and... Um, yeah, artificial sugar, yeah. Red Bulls and monsters and shit. Yeah. Um, even put it, if, you, if you're someone that has half, you know, three or four coffees or teas a day and you're putting one or two sugars in every one, shit like that. If you can start trimming down on the sugar and even start um, looking a layer further and looking at like so much stuff that's uh, marketed as sort of healthy actually isn't. And um, I've just, I was on this, um sort of the healthier cereals for a while like wheat bix and um because you can get gluten-free wheat bix now special k does a gluten-free special k i've just switched from using a little bit of processed stuff um to get some car add some easy quick carbs in yeah because you can't have oats so eh? no nah, i can't have oats and i even tried Tell it. yeah yeah because mm. oats are awesome they're great oh, oats are basically a superfood and that's that's yeah. one of my go-tos, you know. If I'm trying to lose weight, I'm hitting oats. And... It's a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and, and at the moment, my main cars is really just potato and rice. Um, yeah. Oh, bananas. Potato, rice, fruit. Bananas are a really good carb substitute. Um, but ditching sugar and ditching and not just the real obvious ones, but start getting used to turning the old packets around and reading the, the um, nutritional information on the back and seeing how much per percentage is sugar of sugars and stuff. Um, I think, and we can talk about this later on, like talking about keto and stuff like that. But um, as far as processed sugar, you can cut that right out. And even if you're training really hard and doing a lot, you can get all your carb needs from like, like Ben just said, oats are awesome. Um, fruit's great. Rice is great. Potatoes. Great. Kuma is great. Um, there's lots quinoa. There's lots of other really good options there. Um, but yeah, the, the thing with sugar that a lot of, guys won't know is it's actually an inflammatory so um it's not even good for your joints and that if you've got a bit of achy joints and uh or skin stuff or gut issues sugar's a massive killer for you know but you, know, you don't even notice it's, it's not just about the wee bit of fat around your gut it's actually um doing all sorts of bad shit to you mm. 
which um, obviously they don't say because the world sort of has revolved around sugar out there in the commercial world. So, but yeah, be bloody careful and um, and I get it's not easy either. You got to cut back slowly, but I'd like you say I think yeah, if you can cut back on the sugar, mate, you'll just you'll there's only one way forward from there. A hundred percent. Yeah, I just think it's probably the first stop. Get rid of that shit. And um, if you want to get healthier, um, lose weight, and just start moving in that direction, your sugar's the first stop. And it's it's such a powerful one. Like it's, yeah, mm. get rid of it. And you don't need it. There's no real pro to it. Um, there's no real upside to sugar. You can use it a little bit like um, post-workout and things like that to get there's little bio hacks you can do to get glycogen back into the muscle fast and rehydrate and different things like that. Um, so you can use really small amounts of it here or there in a supplement or something. Um, but you can also do that with fruit or something like that too. Fruits are a great replacement for that when you want that little hit. Um, and even when you're out in the bush and that I'll use like, there's some really good um, dried fruits and, and different bars with dates in them and stuff like that. Um, so you can still actually give the body that quick little um, boost without having to go to refined sugar, which is basically just poison. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think with diet too, um, so yeah, sugar and then like if you're trying to, if you're trying to get in some sort of nick and you're not in, any sort of fitness level at the moment then the first thing i'd do would be just knock back the portion size and i know it's hard but you know you've got to start somewhere because you're right you can go to the gym for a year and not change anything else and you'll make a little gain whereas you can not go to the gym at all for six months but start with your diet so you're cutting, you cut back on things. So for six months, you, you're going from five meals a day down to three. And then in those meals, is the portion sizes are smaller. And then all of a sudden, in six months' time, you haven't been to the gym once and you, you're looking in the mirror going, Jesus, well, shit, I'm, I'm in some nick now. You know, so yeah. I would yeah. diet is more important than, you know, if you're just... If you change your diet and carry on your hunting habits, you'll notice the difference because you'll you'll end up 10, 15 kilo lighter. And when you know yourself, when you're 10, 15 kilo lighter on the hill, that's your pack. That's your pack weight, you know? So now you don't have a pack, essentially. You're just charging. Oh, dude, it's massive. And it's a really good, a really good point. Um, and yeah, sometimes like anyone that's trying to start getting into health and fitness and stuff like good on you go for it. Sometimes I do, I think, man, that's got to be hard on your body. And that when you see someone that's quite overweight, hit the road, hit the road on about October the 22nd day and the, the old mate's just sweating and you're like, oh mate, yeah, long just, road to hoe. yeah, on the treadmill, just going hard when, when you're well overweight. And um, like yeah. you just said it just there, like you could put in a, a huge amount of work at the gym for a long time. And if your diet's not right, you won't see that good of results, but you can actually 
see massive results through just sorting out your diet without actually stepping into the gym at all. Like diet is so freaking, is so powerful. Yeah. Mm. So I think we should probably, should we, should we move on to, let's just say you've got your diet half price sorted and you want to know what sort of fitness, what, what sort of exercises you can do or exercise or what's a good sort of, um, well, we've got a heat. What you? What? Look, there's a heap more stuff here on diet. Um, oh, yeah. Now we'll hit that. That's all good. Yeah, there's heaps there, man. We'll try. Yep. We'll, we'll move through them a bit quicker. Um, okay. al- alcohol. Alcohol to me is very similar to sugar, in that uh, it's there's no upside to it. It's like fitness wise, it's all downside. Um, you can definitely get away with a little bit, but uh if you're drinking too much man you can make your job so much harder mm. you know if, if yeah. you're having a few most nights or something like that and a, and you know a one or two big nights a week um you, uh, you're gonna make it a lot harder and for me alcohol it screws up my diet too and it actually can screw up my sleep as well sometimes i don't sleep as well and i i wake up bloody a bit earlier all dry and hot and um even just having a few beers and it also screws up my cravings and and what i feel like eating and when i feel like eating it and for me it's a bit of a domino thing like um i'm doing zero alcohol at the moment and um it just makes it so much easier for me straight away i start eating i start sleeping better i don't have as much funny shitty cravings for shitty food and that and i feel better and then i start exercising more everything just follows very nicely for me when i knock alcohol on the head Hmm. yeah i'm a bit different because training was my job so i managed to get my head around uh drinking and then training (laughs) so (laughs) my psyche is you know i have two or three beers a night and it's more of a wind down for me well, it was when I was um, playing footy yeah because it's such a high intensity job and there's, you know there's a lot of pressure and it's just you know I used to have a couple of beers in the shed and do a bit of reloading and the next day I'll be up again 7 a.m into it again you know so we've talked about this We've talked about this though, and I remember you had a pretty hard and fast rule that it was just two or three. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I never pushed the boat out when I was playing footy because, yeah, there's nothing worse than training hungover. I can tell you that, especially that sort of intensity Mm. of training. Like you're there for the day, like it's a day's work. So you're not just going to the gym, banging out an hour and a half. You're there from 7.30 to 5. Yeah. And potentially, under some duress at the whole time, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, but but it was but, but there's other there's options there too if you are a drinker. Oh, I drink that low carb stuff now, the Spate Summit or whatever it is. And um, yeah, like I just said, I've lost 17 kilo and since June the first, so it's obviously not really. But I do I, I agree with you. It, some people it's it's a vice and like you you. Eight beers Thursday night, and then 
by God, I'm going to KFC Friday, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's what it does to you. So, um, and there's you just a, got to Yeah, and there's a big difference, big difference between two beers and eight beers. Yeah, there's a big yeah, difference exactly. between two, two beers and six. Even there's a big difference between two beers and four. Yeah. Like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and so, and it's funny, like different people's perspectives on it. Um, it's someone will say, Oh no, I don't drink bugger all, but then you hang out with them a bit and you're like, shit, you're actually putting a bit away there. And then some other people are like, Oh, are no, you I talking don't... about me or no, 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 shit, I'm probably yeah. more talking about myself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I'll I'm talking about you now though, and you're like, Yeah, no, no, I drink. Um, I have a few most nights, but then when I hang out with you, you literally have two. And yeah. Quite often when we're having beers, and I'm like, because for me, man, two doesn't even touch this. If I'm having a beer, it's, yeah. it gets out of hand pretty quick and easy. And yeah. I'll have one, another one, and then I'm like, you want another one? You're like, nah, bro, I'm good. I've really yeah. noticed that you've got a really good lid on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, well, you know what it's like. I think you, when you're when you're tuned up, and you're the same with food, you're like, nah, I'm all good, you know, and um, I think when you're tuned up a little bit, you sort of just no way, and and I can't really bug it. Look, I'm up at four thirty to go to milking, so <laughs> if I have three or four, five, six beers, it's a bloody ball ache, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, alcohol, you got to find you, you got to find where you're at, and you got to be honest with yourself because no one else gives a toss. So mm. just. I'd just say that find your bloody vice and 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 to be fair to find it you probably got to stop it for a month and see what happens mm. and then go right I'm going to try one or two and if you slip back into the old habits then you go oh that's a bastard now <laughs> might just have to do a couple of beers on the weekend sort of thing you know because you've got to get through your stuff you can't if it affects how if, like like you say you need motivation for tr to train after work because we all bloody work bloody hard and the last thing you want to be doing is going and doing the gym or walking up a hill after work. So if alcohol the night before gives you the old, oh, bugger that, I'm going home, I ain't going up to the, I'm not going to the gym or I'm not going up the hill, then you got to cut it. Mm. And I At think, least during the week. Yeah, and different things affect different people differently. Um, for me, yeah, I've, and I've, I already know this and like I've, I've had pe done periods in the past where I've done basically zero alcohol for long periods of time. Um, and man, I just feel way better when I don't drink. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's good for you. We, yeah. we had a saying with footy, like piss up front up and it, basically you, you knew you were going to get punished at training, like a full day of training, but we'd piss up anyway and just turn up and just get through it. Just like, it was just like a mental capacity. Like if you can piss up and front up, then you're the man. And yeah. it sort of stuck with me, you know, 20 years of it. And it's just, it's just punishing on the body, but I don't know. It was a bloody thing we did. And um, yeah, but anyway, I wouldn't recommend it. No, I wouldn't. And if someone and exactly the same thing as sugar, if mm. someone's a bit out of shape and they want to get in shape and you sort of, all right, I'll knock the the sugar on the head 
and then and they're working through different you know you got to check off different things and because mm. the other a real big challenge with fitness and a lot of a lot of times is how normalized a lot of things are you know like mm. some of the uh like some people's standard diet or the standard diet for a lot of people or you know it might be in a family thing or a group of friends or whatever what you'll it's part of your lifestyle right mm. so and um drinking's the same you know some people's perspective on drinking or some people's perspective on what's healthy eating is is way off you know so um yeah yeah, and I guess, um, like you said, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube with diets and that, and you've got to find your one because, you know, oh, I keep going back to footy, but there's 30 <laughs> odd guys in a squad, and we've all got different different metabolisms and all got different diets. And you'd think we'd be like, oh, well, footy players, they all eat this and that, and but it just doesn't cut it, eh? Like mm. what I eat and what you eat. We'll do way different things with different body makeups, you know. So, and I had guys in there like Bodie Barrett, for example. He can eat a block of chocolate every second night of the week, and he is just a shredded, fastest man on the paddock, you know. Like, I can't do that, you know. So that's prime example. Like, but I could eat steak every night of the week, and I wouldn't put on a single ounce of weight, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You got to find your thing, and um, yeah, once you find it, you'll never look back. To be fair, so well that brings me to the next, my next. Uh, oh, I've got processed carbs there too. I sort of already touched on that, but um, because we'll talk about macros, which is your main building blocks of your diet: protein, carbs, and fat. Um, but another note I've got here is eating whole foods. So. You know, I think most people know what whole foods are, but it's basically unprocessed food. It's steak, vegetables, rice, um, fruit, all, all the real stuff, you know? Un yeah. Yeah. Unprocessed. Basically, yeah, it is. It's basically the country, the country table, stable diet, eh? meat and three veg and yeah, buddy, Sammy for lunch and and whatever you eat in the morning for brekkie, you know? Mm. I think, um, you know, like, because there's keto diets and carnivore diets and stuff like that. I've done keto before. Um, and I think, and, you know, people say, people eat a very standard diet, eating, um, you know, sugar and alcohol and um, a lot of processed carbs. And then they eat carnivore diet or they go keto um, and lose weight like crazy and they think that carbs is the problem but really if you knocked out all of the processed carbs if you knocked out all of the sugar and mm. cereals and biscuits and what processed breads and all that crap you could actually still eat rice potatoes um bananas stuff like that within reason yeah. uh, undoubtedly if you if you hammer back heaps of rice and potatoes that'll that'll help put on more weight um it comes back to the portion size eh? yeah portions bloody important but that's another really 
big key pillar thing to look at is trying to stick to whole foods as much as possible. And I think when you do that, once you knock out sugar, you're not consuming too much alcohol and you knock out your processed foods and you're eating whole foods. And then you start doing a bit of fitness, a bit of uh, exercise. It actually gets kind of difficult to eat too much food and put on weight because you've got to eat a lot of it. Like eating healthy food, you've got to eat a lot of it to put on weight. Mm. Oh, yeah. Should you? Mm. Yeah, so ho- yeah. just ho- whole foods. Um, and then the next note is... Well, just getting enough protein, eh? You'd know about yeah. that. Yeah. Once again, mate, depends on what body type you go good on. But obviously, I carry a lot of mass. Um, and yeah, if I, I, I've got to have protein. Otherwise, I just don't function. So, but you know, if I was 80 kilo or something, I'd probably get by with a bit less. But, um, mm. Protein is a bloody good source of energy. Like people always think energy carbs, energy carbs, and you got a carb carb load. And when in actual fact, I think it's pretty much horseshit that I, there's obviously, yeah, because I, I had to I had to perform every Saturday and pretty much every day for 20 years. So I sort of mucked around with a fair few things to see how good I'd go on different things on game day. But I, I went better on you know, good protein, eggs, and a little bit of carbs, you know, I always have carbs, but it was a banana or um, a little bit of porridge. It wasn't a big heap of bloody carbs, you know, because I didn't go good on that. I never felt good. And if I had a big lump of carbs before on the night before a game, I felt shit all the next day of the game day, you know? So just be aware of that. You know, people, there's a lot of stuff chat that goes around what you need and what you don't but i'd strongly recommend finding out what works good for you you know mm. yeah different metabolic types say eh? like you've kept saying that you know different mm. people run better on different amounts but i'd agree with exactly what you just said like you're talking about you run better off plenty of protein but you all also always ate carbs but not truckloads of it I'm a, I'm the same, and I think like if you were to try and choose something that would be the best for everyone, like you need enough carbs, and then once you're eating plenty, of, uh, excuse me, you need enough protein. Once you're eating plenty of protein, um, it's quite satiating too. It fills you up. Protein. Um, trying to go zero carbs is pretty difficult. I've done it, and that's difficult too. So. Uh, I think in a standard diet, it's very easy for it to get to lots of carbs, very carb heavy, and often not quite enough protein. If you mm. tip that balance a yeah, bit yeah. more and get well, it's also cheaper. Yeah, like it is bloody hard because I've I've sort of done the keto and the and the no carbs, you know, for certain phases of my career. Mm. And I tell you, if you're not eating carbs and you're tr- and you're training and trying to Buddy, not walk around hungry it is expensive i mean you you get a bit of salmon and you you put it on there and you get a few eggs and you put all of a sudden you, your brekkie's costing you 30 bucks from the supermarket you know yeah. and then lunch you know you, you can't have a semi 
See, eating the big salad with chicken and a few nuts and all this carry on. And mm. all of a sudden, grocery bill goes through the roof. So it, I wouldn't recommend no carbs because it's bloody expensive. And rice is cheap. Mm. And rice in moderation will not make you fat. Nah, exactly. And rice is a great carb. Potatoes yeah. are great. Coomera is a great Coomera, carb. Yeah, yeah. Pota- uh, sorry, what is it? Bananas, things like that. Bananas yep. are full of potassium. They're bloody good when you're training. Mm. And they're not expensive most of the time. Little things like that will just, you know, um, you know, those bloody crackers and that, and you put tuna on them and things like that. You just, I would strongly recommend not going the no carb route because it's it just gets out of hand yeah i would too and um same as intermittent fasting intermittent fasting and no carbs can be an awesome way to lose weight really quickly if your Mm. lifestyle and work physical workload and that allows for it um Go, actually, going no carb can be very difficult when you are doing stuff that takes a lot of brain power too. Like mm. I'm doing mm. a lot of filming at the moment and a lot of talking in front of camera and explaining a whole bunch of stuff and I want to and getting it right and trying to explain it properly, even doing podcasts and stuff like that, like talking and having your brain running really clearly uh, on zero carb. You can get that sort of light-headed bloody mm. shitty feeling from eating no carbs and you mm. like you, you were saying you don't actually have to introduce that much carbs to keep your energy levels up and keep running and if you're eating plenty of protein you're st- you're remaining full um you're getting the protein for recovery and all of that um but yeah and it's a really good point like that you brought up on costs like different styles of trying to aim for different ways of eating and stuff it's probably quite convenient that we're talking about this on a hunting podcast because venison is one of the highest protein lowest fat bloody organic like perf it's awesome meat to eat health wise um yeah once you start buying red red meat steak is bloody expensive salmon's obviously really good but really expensive chicken breast is pretty cheap Chicken breast is very lean, high protein. That's chicken's pretty much the cheapest meat. Um, but as soon as you can get out in the bush and start tipping deer over two, that's really good. And then supplementing that with um, buying a bit of steak here or there and stuff like that. Um, eggs is not too bad price wise. Um, yeah. So just, I guess, just that if you can. So, so far we've got knock out the sugar, not too much alcohol, try and eat whole food as much as possible, keep your protein up, trim your carbs down, um, fiber, like getting a few veggies in and stuff like that too is bloody good. What's mm. your take on that? Yeah, I just, I'm meeting three veg, I always have been in various um you know formations but can't go wrong with broccoli basically anything that is in season just grab it and chuck it on your plate because it's cheap and it's just keeps everything ticking over and you need it you bloody need your vitamins i know it sounds yeah it's pretty full-on you might i'm yeah i'm no vegan bloody 
I don't really care about my food that much, but I know what works for me. And yeah, anything that's in season, I'd just just eat it, grab it, and eat it. Mm. Fruit's bloody good. I don't need a lot of fruit at all, to be fair. Uh, I'll eat a good ripe fruit in the summer, but I I do eat a lot of bananas, bloody good. Um, but yeah, veggies at night you got to have them, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, I and you um, can get veggie supplements actually, like a powder. Yep. Which when I was playing, I used to chaff into because, yeah, like I said, I didn't eat fruit and that. And yeah, it's, those veggie supplements are pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, because it, it, it is, <clears throat> I've done it a uh, bit keto and um, I haven't gone full carnivore before, but I can't, I do naturally lean that way, just throwing steaks on the barbie and stuff like that. And then uh, often cooking more meat than what I need and having cold meat in the fridge. And then so instead of eating, I don't know, processed foods and sandwiches and stuff like that, I'm just cutting up cold meat for lunch. And I'll often cook quite a bit of meat and quite a bit of rice and then I'll just eat meat and cold rice and stuff like that so it's easy to get in the habit of just eating meat and rice or meat and like steak and chips steak eggs and yeah. chips and stuff like that but yeah. um, I definitely tr- especially at, at the moment and when I'm trying to eat more healthy and feel better um, I go that extra step and always make sure there's a little handful of greens on there and it can be simple as hell at the moment mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing um you know those big value bags of um like salad mix and it's got yeah. le- baby lettuce in it and a bit of spinach and mm. um there's some really good ones now with um a little bit of watercress and stuff in them mm. um and I'll just cook have, grab a steak or a bit of chicken breast or whatever bit of venison or whatever meat I'm having um a serving of rice or potato. And I just grab a fistful of that lettuce out of the bag, wash it under the, give it a good wash. Um, And I've actually been putting a cap of um, apple cider vinegar on that. And that's my salad. It's literally like grab a fistful out of the bag, wash it, apple cider vinegar on it and chuck it on the side of my plate. And and even if it's just a little handful, you know, because um, you're getting your micronutrients um, your vitamins and minerals and things out of greens, but a big thing is fiber, eh? Keeping a bit of fiber in your diet helps your biome and digestion and all of that. Mm. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, what do you have? You ever done much supplements, like especially more on the vitamins and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, training every day is not easy on your body you do get used to it but it's still hard on your joints like we'll be running 7k a day plus other stuff um i think fish oil was probably a big go-to for me i just found it bloody good just lubed up the joints um keep you regular good for your brain and i just think it's so cheap that bloody fish oil it's just and it's yeah it's pretty good um Vite, I, like I say, I used to use those a scoop full of because I'd have basically start the day with a shake. It was a smoothie, and it'd be coconut water, protein, veggie crap, banana, blueberries, oats, and that'd get me that no shit that would get me through till lunch playing pro footy 
and then the rest of the eating would start from there. But because you can't train on a full stomach, so you turn up and we'd have fitness tests and friggin' weights and line out mauling and all the shit. So you don't want to chaff back a big old feed. Mm. That's so, a pretty that, serious shake, though, if you've got a good yeah, protein. Yeah, it is, yeah. but it was sort of like you knew it was only this big in your gut. Yeah, yeah. And it had everything I needed. So it was basically, right, what do I need? I need to get it in the shake. And I think that's a good way to look at it if you're on, if you want to lose some weight in that. Like, what do you need versus what do you want? Because what you need will get you through. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, so that had veggie supplements. And, but yeah, I think. I think the supplements are bloody good, and especially nowadays that we're all into these smoothies. I mean, you get a what is it, a Ninja Bullet or a Nutri Bullet? Yeah, I got one of those. You have everything in there. Like you, you know how you're talking about that handful of those that salad for dinner. I used to yep. just grab a handful of spinach and have it in there. Yeah, you can't Clean even it taste it. You don't, you don't even, even taste it. Nah. You don't even look at the bloody thing. You just guzzle it and off you go. Yeah, but I had. I reckon that's pretty good if you're um, if you're in a rush or you just need to get things in or you. And it does. If I when I was really serious with the footy, I'd have one of those when I was hungry as well because it would stop you craving something shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah great for cravings. Yeah, um, I've been to. I've been using shakes too. Um, I've done shakes off and on in the past, but remember we talked about shakes. You, We had a yarn about shakes. You were telling me about your mega shakes um, mm. a while, a few months back um, when I was sort of getting back on track with my fitness and that. And um, I actually got ordered all these different bloody gluten-free oats and stuff trying to get, because I know oats are a really good complex carb. Mm. Uh and they did, they were no good. Eh? I, I bloody tried them. They're meant to be gluten-free. And I got away with them for a couple of days, but then nah, the old digestion started, yeah. shit started Filled kicking off. Yeah. Um, but it, I've got a really good, um, it's actually, a, oh, it's a dairy-free protein. Um, it's actually got like beef collagen and stuff in it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a protein powder. Um, and I just use bananas as the carb, not quite as good as um, oats, I don't think, not as complex and more sugar in them and that. But um, I use that shake, yeah, if I like in between meals or if I'm getting bloody hungry or whatever, like, and and it's got um, uh, protein in it, obviously from the powder, it's got carbs from the um, banana. If I want some fat in it, I'll throw almond butter or peanut butter in it. So that's my yeah, fat, right. protein, carbs. Um, it's quick. It's easy. It's actually pretty tasty. And it just, mm. and I, if I feel like oh, I want to eat some chips or some shit, I'll just make, put that out of my head, make one of those, drink it and move on with my life. And it's like, that's yeah. sort of what you got to do. eh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as you have that, your your body just responds, and then you don't have that craving. It's pretty pretty mm. hard case. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's little things like that. Um, what other what other supplements? So fish oil. What about? I'll throw a few out there that I'm using. Um, fish oil, glucosamine, 
magnesium. I just take a good multi, just a multivitamin. Um, I'm topping up on a grunty vitamin C. Uh, what else? A few others too. Um, yeah, but even that actually spirulina is a, is a great, is a great supplement. Um, and I do feel better, man. I do feel better. And, uh, I think glucosamine's a really good one, um, for your joints and things like that. If you're going to be training a lot, uh, magnesium is really good for a lot of reasons to keep up. Um, the multi's good. Um, spirulina has a lot of iron in it. Spirulina is probably the one that I notice most. If I take it, like I actually feel, I actually have a sort of noticeable energy boost. I don't know if that's because I've been low in something that that's replacing. Um, yeah, it's apparently it's very high in iron. It's a natural thing yeah. too, but um, I'm de I'm definitely not the expert to like to prescribe. Uh, mm supplements to people but i guess what i would say is that um and there's a lot of good science on it too that um researching it and getting into it and and working out what you should be taking and taking stuff that makes you feel good uh, i think supplements can have a big a, a big help um, and i take some in the morning that sort of pick me up and give me good energy throughout the day and then i take my magnesium and a couple of other ones that support sleep and stuff like that in the evening. So it actually helps me get a little bit better sleep. Then you feel a little bit better in the morning and it's a bit of an upward spiral sort of a thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm probably not the right guy. I'm old school, mate. I, I don't, I literally took fish oil and glucosamine and that's because I had to, like just to get through being older, playing footy. And I just took what a beer needed. Yeah. Um, did you notice the you, when you say you oh, have to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. glucosamine yeah. and fish oil will get your joints healthy and get them through. And I'm proving that because I'm the oldest super rugby player in history. And yeah, I didn't take any other supplements other than what I said in the shake, you know, protein and that. Mm. Didn't take creatine. Oh, I tried it when I was young. Oh, and actually, that. I'm taking creatine at the moment. Yeah, mm. and that yeah. the only um, thing with creatine, you got to be careful. You got to keep your water levels up because it stores a lot of water in your muscle fibers. So um, you got to know what you're doing if you're taking those sort of supplements. But the ones you mentioned, you know, classic multivitamins and and um, you know, feel good. Like glucosamine is a proven joint support. You know, it repairs and so. I just use what I know will work. And I do know, like we had a full-time nutritionist for 20 years, so I know a bit about a bit. But, yeah, I just I just didn't bother, mate. And, um, yeah, sort of got through it. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been a lot better if I had have jumped on board with them all, but I, mm. man, I didn't have time, I don't reckon. I, had, I was pretty busy. I've actually got a bloody little organizer box for all my supplements. So they're all, it's like a big, it's like a bloody tackle box, you know, it only takes yeah. a couple of minutes each, but um, yeah, it's just a note, man. It's just, um, like I say, I'm not prescribing anything and it's, and people would have to do their own research on it. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely worthy of mention and it can have some benefits. 
one one of my old trainers always said <laughs> he said to me that like he said about the one percenters and i feel like a supplement or, or a vitamin or something is the one percenter like if you're doing everything else right then take the one percenter because it mm. will help mm. but if you're got a shit diet you you try your exercises unreliable and then you're chaffing all these pills and potions he said are you kidding yourself so I think for what you're doing, you've got a you got a good regime, and then that's the one percenter. So that's probably the best advice he ever gave me, and I think that would be good advice to give the listeners. You know, if you if you're doing everything else and you and you feel like you need a bit of a pick me up or you got a bit of a sore joint, or by all means, hook into them. But don't think taking supplements is gonna. No, don't go and buy the whole chemist and chaff them and go right. I'm. <laughs> I'm going for a walk tonight and I should be sweet tomorrow. You know, I should be ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> the supplement yeah. isn't going to make you fitter and stronger. It's just going to help you a little bit, maybe. Yeah. 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 So. Um, electrolytes is another one. Um, I, I've known about electrolytes for ages and it was interesting. The first time we ever went hunting and we got back from the first big day, you pulled some out and mm. were hitting some, you know, and um, I've had it before. I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, back when I was trapping, I got hyponatremia pretty bad at one point because I just stripped all the electrolytes out of my system mm. from not eating right and bloody drinking heaps of water and just going hard out. Um, and that can be a big, a big game changer, man. Like if you're not, if your electrolytes are off and you're out in the, you're training or you're out in the bush and you're climbing around the hills and you can get that real lightheaded, shaky, messed up feeling and it's very hard to um, get out of it. Mm. Um, and and literally, you've just got to keep those electrolytes up. So that, that's just a really big one. You could be doing everything else right and that one thing could be off and it can have quite a serious effect, you know? Yeah, like I say, I, I only do the bare minimum for what I need, and electrolytes would be right up there, and you've seen me. I know what I need and when I need it, and that's that's I'm pretty lucky because I've been given all the tools for 20 years of dietitian, full-time doctors. and So I take it as a grain of salt, but when you're sweating and working hard and your muscles firing all day, if you don't have a little electrolyte pick-me-up replacement, then you're going to struggle because I've been there. And especially when you do, like most of my hunts are a week long and it's like all go, like trophy hunting all go. And if, if you just, that one little thing, that one little electrolyte, I, I think they're called sauce or something. SOS, yeah. SOS. That one little thing at night, and I mean, some nights you get back and you're just like, oh, I can't be F making one of them, but I just have it, boom, boom, wake up in the morning, let's go. Mm. But if you don't, wake up in the morning, oh, Jesus, make a coffee, sitting there and you're bloody cramping and you got, yeah, it might be good for a couple of days, but you'll eventually fall off the bloody, off the walker. So, yeah, yeah probably... A pretty good 
hint on how important electrolytes can be is the fact that uh, hyponatremia is um, from a lack of salt and it can kill you. Like if yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. strip all your electrolytes out, you can actually die. So that's mm. a pretty good indication of the fact that being low in them, if, if being way too low can kill you, being a little bit low is definitely going to affect your performance. Um, and it's, I mean, I think, uh, as you just said, like if you're an athlete or a trainer or a nutritionist or, you know, especially like a, uh, sport nutrition into sport nutrition, you know, that, um, electrolytes is, is like massively key. Um, yeah. And it's, it's one of those really silly ones too, because you can have trained and have your fitness and um, you've eaten your right amount of fat and protein and carbs and all of that. But because you, um, but if you don't get those electrolytes in, I, I guess generally a, a pretty good diet will keep you up on your electrolytes fairly well. Um, but as soon as you're um, training really hard and sweating a lot and drinking a lot of water, um, what you drinking a lot of water, you should be too, and staying well hydrated. You can strip them out, man, and it, it can be rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're going hard and you're just drinking water, you're under it, especially if you're just living on backcountry cuisine. Like, <laughs> trust me, you're going to be under it. Yeah. So, and to be honest, like those little things that I buy, well, I used to get them for free, but they're, they're like a sachet as, as big as a teaspoon handle. Mm. And one of them at night or two of them at night will just, you'll, you'll notice, you'll just feel it. You'll, yeah. And I mean, nothing to carry or buy. They're cheap. So get in. Yeah. You can, those ones have got sugar in them. I'm actually just using the old replace from the supermarket at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm using um, I think there's a sugar free one of those they've bought out. Cause. Oh, the of, SOS. Yeah. 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 I think cause I went down this year and played, for the hurricanes and they had these they taste like shit but they're sugar free so yeah you can also yeah. get um uh i've got another one that's in a dropper i got it from like a health food shop it's a proper legit one and all it is is the electrolytes just the salt um right. and you just put that in yeah but mm. sugar talking of earlier about um how sh small amounts of sugar can actually play an important role sometimes in performance and things like that a lot of high-end athletes do use it and that's why a little bit of sugar's in that sos um especially oh, yeah, sugar sugar when you've ah, what do they used to say it was something to do with your blood sugar levels after intense training or some jargon it, but it pulls it, it pulls glycogen into the muscle a hell of a yeah. lot faster and yes. and a small amount of caffeine actually does the same thing too so yeah and it, and so if you have a cup of tea like about mm. that about 25 milligrams of caffeine about a cup of tea and an sos it's that tiny bit of sugar with the electrolytes and and you don't need the caffeine the caffeine helps even more pulls glycogen mm. into the muscle mm. But in saying that, if you're a chubby, if you're chubby, you can get the same thing out of a banana. Potassium, banana would be one of the top recovery foods for an athlete. So mm. if you, yeah. It's just it's just 100% one of those big key things to be aware of. Like 
um, yeah, electrolytes that can mm. they can screw you over. Hey, how are you going for time, Ben? In- oh, I've got to go check my springers soon. Yeah, but we could round up this diet one, and then I guess we'll talk about um, the the exercise and weights and cardio next yep. time, I guess. Yep. So we've covered most of it. Um, I guess what, what about pre-workout quickly touch on that yeah um, just my short and sharp anything that gets you up that high will get you down mm. a long way so unless you're experienced with it I would strongly not recommend it yeah be careful with it um, I've yeah. heard very knowledgeable people say that too that yeah exactly what you said like if it, it if it's got that much upside it's got a downside too so you can it can have diminishing gains i'm pretty um, sure that um peak performance i've heard nothing but good about that the what old tommy and jess run um over in the hawks bay there it's oh yeah it's got a bit of pep but it's not got the big downer so it's yeah. not because the ones we had for footy were like sky high Gym, bloody big bench and squat. Yeah, I remember you talking squat. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, you can hardly make it to the truck, mate. You're going like this all the way to walk into your car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, highly. And hey, mate, I've tried them on hunts. Like, you know, when you're in the shittiest, gorgeous, bluff shit hole and you've got this bull cape on your back, I've tried it. I've literally had it. And Admittedly, it worked, but geez, the the, the downer. Because mm. especially when you're depleted on, you know, when you're in the back country, you're eating minimal food because you don't want to carry it. And yeah, she's a she's a recipe for disaster. The old go go juice. Mm. Yeah, the the really like high caffeine ones. Um, mm. Last hour, I've heard people say that even um, like people that do extreme racing events and big huge long you know all day running and stuff like that coast to coast type stuff like mm. save that stuff for the last hour like don't take mm. it when you got four hours to go because you're going to peak and crash yeah um and it's like that little rescue thing like and or you've almost got to grind it out to okay i'm gonna be back in 45 minutes now i'm absolutely buggered now i can have my little uh you know my bloody um yeah caffeine booster or whatever it is but um, I, I guess i guess on the training side mate if you're only training for an hour and a half we would need some like because seriously after work if you're a tradie or a farmer or mm. any job is tiring even a mental mentally all day in front of a computer can ruin you so if you need to take it to get like if you, to get up for a training by all means, take it, but just be careful because it's friggin' hard to sleep on. And if you're taking it after work, it can be a nightmare. You can miss nights of sleep and it's just going to ruin you. So mm. you're going to use it for that. Just take a little bit, try it, maybe do it on a weekend, Saturday morning session at the gym because then you got all Saturday to realize what's happened to you. Yeah. Because it can be good for those little things, you know? Mm. I find um, like the best is is getting good sleep, good diet, 
mm. and getting everything lined up and working out that rhythm of and knowing when I'm going to feel okay and good to get a workout in, you know, and trying to get it naturally through sleep. It may be a cup of coffee at the right time and definitely the right types of foods, the right space of time before training, like making sure um, I've had my protein fat with a little bit of carbs, but I don't want to, as you said, you don't want to be training with a big full guts either, but I don't want to be training fasted either. I've done that. You can do it, but it's not that um, sustainable um, over any length of time. But yeah, sleep, food, maybe a cup of coffee <laughs> and go from there is probably the you best. Know, yeah, and I feel like um, being uncomfortable being comfortable when you when you're uncomfortable has been a huge thing for me. Like, um, I like to just do things spontaneously, just to just to ruin my setup. Like, I'll like to train fasted one day, and then the next day I'll just train. You know, when I'm tired as buggery after a day's work, I bugger it, I'm going for a run. And it's like, everything's saying, do not go for this run, you moron. But nah, buggy it, I'm going. Because what that does is it proves to yourself and I can do it, I can do shit whenever I want. Because I've had the perfect scenario with footy, I was getting paid to train at this time, I knew what was going on, but life's not like that. So for me... I love to just when I'm absolutely dogged out and nothing's gone right and I've, I'm late for this and had to pick this up and I'm like, right, I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run. And everything in your body's saying, you're an idiot, don't do it. Because what happens then is your body, I feel like you just have the confidence to go, I'm buggered, but I'm going to the gym. Because mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, once you get there and get into it, you're humming. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really powerful idea that, that um, and it's probably, it's, it's what's definitely, uh, yeah, that sort of mentality is obviously a huge part of why you're one of the oldest people to play super rugby and had such a successful career, like having that grip to push yourself through and train when you don't feel like it. And that mentality is super freaking powerful. Um, it's yeah. a really and I think. The other thing I would say is if you've got a goal, like it's way easier to get yourself sorted. Like if you're like sitting here right now going, I want to go on a November tar hunt. What am I going to do? And you've got three months. Well, that's, you, you book it. Buddy, book the ferry. Because then you know, right, I'm going that day. I've told my boss, everything's all sorted. You'll, you'll train better and you'll you'll just every day chip away. Whereas if you just, oh, yeah, I need to get fit. You start training and it never sort of, you know what I mean? So for me, it was always got to be fit by this date because I'm going this. And, or nowadays it's like, shit, I've got guiding starting on February the 28th. Can't turn up that to that looking like a sack of shit. So you'd start, you know, I think I feel like if you've got a goal or, or hunt coming up, or you if you haven't book one in, set 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 a goal, and then buckle in and do the work. 
Yeah, because then you can start off, well, this week I'm just going to walk. I'm going to go on the walk with my dog, do that, and then, you know, chip away. And then before you know it, by the end of the month, you're like, geez, I'm, I'm hissing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, intermittent fasting, keto? Yeah, done both. Um, oh. Yeah, I got there. Like I've seen the benefits. Got the, got the benefits that I needed. Mm. I actually intermittent fasting because <clears throat> I was farming last year and I got called to go back to <clears throat> the Hurricanes for this for the 2022 season. And I was like, "Geez, I'm I'm so far off the Richter." So I intermittent fasted to get to lose uh, body fat as well as trained. So I seen results pretty dramatically and pretty quick. So, it, you know, if you, but you could, as I say, I was a professional. I knew my body. I knew where I was at. I knew how to get through. Like my body was saying, "You're an idiot. You can't train. I empty stomach. You haven't eaten since six o'clock last night, and it's bloody eleven a.m. And you've just done milking and picked up the calves. And now we're going for a run." But I knew myself, like, well, it's all good. So yeah, you gotta you gotta understand I've got a fair bit of experience. But yeah, intermittent fasting is good if you want to drop a lot of weight quick, but but just be careful. Yeah. Um and keto, I responded bloody well to keto, but um yeah, I just can't be bothered with um like I say, keto for me was hard, more hard because of the organization of meals and carry on, you know. Mm. It's quite I've, a try. Look, if you're gonna do it, you've got to be an organised guy, and I'm not the best at organising food. Yeah, <clears throat> I've done both um, intermittent fasting and keto, and I've done intermittent fasting when I've been really busy and working out and training and stuff like that too. Mm. And um, I've actually had it with inter both actually intermittent fasting and keto when I've switched and sometimes you can be bloody hungry and feel a bit crap for a day or two or even two weeks. Um, I actually switched over to it pretty quick and, but I've had it when I've switched to intermittent fasting and I felt better and more mm -hmm. energy. And I'm, and I've thought, man, this intermittent fasting is like the key and I can just keep doing this and I'm flat out doing one-on-ones and making the blueprint and all over the place. Um, and also like, at the gym with a personal trainer three times a week and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, but it, it only lasted that well for so long. And then I run out of steam on it and I had to start introducing some carbs again. And I wasn't quite, it took me a bit to click on. I was trying to keep doing it and I was feeling like crap um, results in the gym I was plateauing in the gym big time. So um, another note I've got here is long-term metabolic changes, which I think is a really good thing to be aware of that, uh, you, you know, your body does change slowly over time. And if you're going to start knocking up, like cutting sugar right out, if you're using heaps of it, taper it. Don't just stop, like taper it off over a month. Um, if you're going to do intermittent fasting and you feel good and you're losing weight like crazy, be aware of the fact that it's, some point you're going to have to start introducing some carbs again to keep your body running because you, your metabolism isn't like this linear thing like it's set 
you actually change it through different levels of activity and uh, changing your diet. And it doesn't just change like a switch overnight. It takes a while to adjust and then, you know, um, so there's a bit of an ebb and flow there with things like intermittent fasting, keto, diet, exercise, even exercise. When you rip into that, you might go flat stick at the gym for a month and it feels really good. And you're like, man, this is actually starting to suck and it's getting hard. Lighten up for a week, you know, or change something. Yeah, all that's totally makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think you covered it to be fair. Um, we'll touch on the training stuff because I've got quite a bit on that. Um, but yeah, I think the, the food side of it, I guess, fuck us a message. Have you got anything that you want to know or try? Because fair, but we haven't talked about, but it's quite detailed, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, this, this podcast has been an introduction to it and really just touching on those big main mm. key things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think like yeah, probably my what I think is just a good balanced diet, like intermittent fasting and keto and things like that is good. But if you can just have a good balanced diet, um, knock out the sugar, not too much alcohol, um, not knock out as much processed foods as possible and just eat whole foods and get a good amount of protein. Uh even aim for like one gram of protein per pound of body weight and then eat a, a, a um, reasonable amount of good clean carbs and then get your veggies in there too. And fat's important too, right? You don't want to go like no fat. Mm. That, I think that's the best. And then like you say, portion, then portion control. Mm. Yeah, portion control is a huge one, I reckon, because... Mm. You, you can just overeat all the time. Yeah. And I know for a fact, like, I don't eat, I wouldn't eat very big portions for a big man and I can maintain a lot of muscle mass easily. I've noticed that being yeah. at your place in that, yeah, mm. that your, yeah, portion, like, your portion sizes are pretty, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm still getting around with 115 kg of muscle, you know, so mm. yeah, but I say everyone's different. Look at guys, some guys need to eat heaps. Shearers, for example, I've never seen humans eat as much as a shearer can eat, and they are string bean racing machines. So, depending on what you're doing, you know, like I say, yeah. I've lost 17 kgs this calving season because I can't get enough in. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's a lot of weight in three months. Yeah, oh, tell me about it. It's huge. Probably the most dramatic weight change I've ever been through. And it's from sheer 90-something hour weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a really important note too, right? And we can talk about that next time we're talking about um, the fitness side of things. Like activity is huge, man. Like... Mm and mm. like sedentary lifestyle and not doing much and sitting around a lot that's it's such it's a, it's just as big as diet we we're talking about at the start like doesn't matter what you do if your diet's really bad at a certain you know you can lose weight eating just not eating as much and restricting calories but um 
yeah, then getting moving too. Yeah, just very, just very on that, we all know someone who trains the house down, but they're still fat. <laughs> and I don't mean this being no, I'm not being nasty, but we've all got a mate who you who goes to the gym every day, hits the pavement, and just has that big old bear gut that they just swear they can't lose. It's genetics. Well, it's basically what they're shoving down the, you know, like they'll be the old, oh, I went for a 6K round this morning, I'm going to have two donuts. Mm. Like, wow. Your run doesn't wipe the donuts, but they're still going in. So, so we've all got that, mate, eh? So just be aware of that, like, yeah. Your diet will not, nothing will beat a diet. Yeah, you can't out-train a bad diet, super cliche, no. but it's bloody true. Yeah, 100%. So just yeah. think about that if you're actually worried about your weight. But if you're just worried about getting fitter so you can do a big tar mission with your son or your mate, then, yeah, we'll talk about uh, the exercises for the next one, I guess. Yeah, we'll talk about exercise for the next one. And, uh, and I guess the final point is just how... I mean, how key and important a certain level of fitness is for hunting. You know, it's just, it's really oh, it, the it, first. We all know, we've all been there. It makes or breaks hunts because when you're out of Nick, which I've not really ever been, but I have been on hunts where it's friggin' tough and I've mm. been with fit guys and I'm just not enjoying it because mm. you just, you're just heaving all day. We've all been there, I'm pretty sure. And, mate, the hunts that I've been on where I've been in great nick, you look back and you've achieved something mega. And you're going, geez, that was pretty fun. And I don't remember any bad moments of hating it. And mm. it all comes down to that base fitness, you know? Mm. It feels really good to be fit and charging up the hills, and when you get up high and you're boosting around and that, like it's a it's a pretty cool feeling, man. Yeah, mate. And your recovery time, like you you you're blasting up a hill, and that cold air's going, and your lungs are heaving, and then you get to you know you you're always going to be tired walking up hills with a pack on. Let's be honest, you're never mm. going to unless you're running up the bloody thing and you're not puffing, but. Your just recovery time's good, like 10 mm. minutes. I'm away, I feel brand new again. Let's go and another big mm. haul. So, you can't beat being fit. And I think everyone that's listening to this knows that. Mm. Mm. Sweet. All right, we'll wrap it up. We'll let you go ship the cows. I'll upload this and let you edit it up and sort it out. Yeah, beauty. Like I said, if you've got any bloody message, uh, questions, just flick them through to us. Yep, sweet. Okay, man, just hop, hang on. I'll, I'll um, have a quick yarn to you when we shut down. Um, thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the next one.